Thank you for listening to this message from Tree of Life Church. Our prayer is that it will be a blessing to you and that you will find it helpful for life. So open up your heart to receive God's word for you. Good evening, everybody. It's like two people right here. Good evening, everybody. (laughs) So excited to be here today. Listen, we say this all the time. It probably sounds a little cliche, but there really is no better place to be than in the house of God. Do you believe that? In the middle of your week, the first uh, couple days of your week may have been crazy. They may have been good, but this is our hump day, if you will. And how many of you believe that the rest of our week is going to be amazing? Might not have started off good, but it's going to end very well. You believe that? Quick story. There was a man, uh, he was a rich man, very wealthy, and uh, worked very hard for his money. Very wealthy man. And he was on his deathbed. He was getting ready to, getting ready to pass away, and he was praying. He was praying to the Father, and he said, Lord, you know, please, you know, I just want to take some of my money with me. I've worked so hard for this. I just, I want to take some of my money. I want to take some of my wealth with me. He was praying and praying, and an angel heard him. An angel came to him, and he said, sir, listen, you can't take anything with you to heaven. He said, listen, please, if you can just go to God, you can go to him and just, just beg him, say, at least can, I, can he just bend the rules just a little bit? So the angel said, all right, well, I'll go and I'll talk to him. He went, talked to the father, and when the angel left, the man started praying again. He said, please, I hope you listen to this angel and let me bring some of my money, let me bring some of my wealth with me. The angel came back and he said, well, God said he's going to let you bring one suitcase the man just got so excited, he's like, yes, yes. So he went and he found the biggest suitcase that he could find, the largest suitcase that he had. And so he started getting all of this pure gold, these gold bars that he had, and he was putting them all in this suitcase. He said, oh, I'm taking this wealth. I'm taking these gold bars. And he filled that suitcase up full of gold bars. And he set the suitcase by his bed, and he laid down. And shortly after, the man went home to be with the Lord. And then he got before the gates, and Peter met him at the gate. And Peter said, hold on, wait a minute. You can't bring that suitcase in here. He said, well, I've talked to God. And God said that I could bring a suitcase with me. Peter, you need to go check with the, guy, with the father. Peter said, all right, well, I'm gonna go check with him. Peter goes back and he talks to God and he came back and he said, you know what? You were right. God said that you could bring one carry-on bag. But he said, I gotta check that bag first. So Peter opens up the suitcase And he pulls out this gold, these gold bars, and he looks at the gold bars, and he looks at the man, and he said, you brought pavement? (laughs) That's good. (laughs) And I was wondering how that was going to (laughs) go. The moral of the story is, listen, you can't take whatever you work hard for on this earth, you cannot take it when you leave this earth and go to heaven. Just as well, you cannot, well you can, but you shouldn't bring your past into your present, nor take it into your future. That's what we're going to talk about tonight, putting the past behind. You ready to pray? Father, 
I thank you for allowing that joke to go over well. (laughs) I thank you for what you're going to speak to us tonight. Our hearts are open. Our minds are ready. Our hearts are ready to receive. Our spirits are open. We're listening. We're waiting to hear what you would have to say to us and how you would teach us to not bring our past into the bright, beautiful future that you have planned for us. Thank you for what you're going to speak to us today. In Jesus' name, everybody said, amen. Amen. Thank y'all so much for laughing. (laughs) Well, I thought it was fitting to to talk, uh, preach this message, and as we probably say this all the time, each of the pastors that will get up, you know, this is something that I've, you know, put together months ago, and you know, before we, we get ready to bring, bring the word, even though it may have been a month, may have been two months, years ago, we pray and we ask the Father exactly what it is that he would have us to speak, to bring to you. Otherwise, we're just getting up and we're just talking. So we want to make sure that what we bring, that it's something that is good for you and it's something that the Father has to speak specifically to you. So I thought it was fitting to put, talk about putting the past behind, especially at the beginning of the year. Right now, everybody has those. If you go to the gym, the gym is packed. I mean, all these people with the uh, the New Year, New Me uh, models, and you know, all these New Year's resolutions, all that stuff. You know, I'm going to lose weight this New Year, but in about another week, week and a half, you gym folks, you'll be able to go back to the gym. So this is around a time where I kind of scale back on my workouts, you know, because I know it's going to be like just super packed. But putting the past behind it, you know, when we go into these new years, we have these, uh, these resolutions or these things that we say, you know, this year I'm going to do this. I'm going to do more of that. And the lie of the enemy, the enemy always comes and he tells us, hey, guess what? In the beginning of 2015, you said the same thing. As a matter of fact, in the beginning of 2014, you said the exact same thing. So what makes you think that it's going to be different this time around? What makes you think that it's going to be different this year? Here this weekend, we're going to start our 21 days of prayer and fasting. And for most of us, we fasted before. And if, if we would all be honest, I'm sure every person in here would lift their hand if I said, how many of you have failed at a fast? And a young man lifted his hand over there. (laughs) You would say that you failed at a fast. And so as we get ready to embark on this new, this, this coming 21 days of prayer and fasting, the enemy will tell you, hey, listen, you fasted before. You think you're going to do it this time? You think you're going to succeed this time around? But we, as believers, we have to refuse to believe the lie of the enemy. That will tell us that this will be like every other year. This will be like every other fast. You'll go back to it just like you have in times past. Let's look at Ephesians chapter 4, verse 22. I'm reading out of the New Living Translation. And I like the scripture. Paul says, throw off your old sinful nature and your former way of life, which is corrupted by lust and deception. He says, instead, let the spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes. 
24, put on your new nature, created to be like God, truly righteous and holy. And if you have notes, you see there that Ephesians chapter four, verse 22, it tells us something. He says, throw off your old sinful nature. Throw it off. Get rid of it. That denotes some kind of action, something that you have to do specifically. It's not just going to happen by osmosis. You have to do something to throw off that old nature, that old way of being, that old mindset that you had. You have to throw it off. But the other thing that, that Paul tells us or that Ephesians 4.22 tells us is that everybody has a past. Look to the person on your left and to the person on your right. They've got a past too. They've got mess too. It's not just you. And if you ask them, their mess may be a lot more than yours. <laughs> Some of us, if we look and Pastor Don's gonna preach a message here uh, really soon, a series about baggage. So please, Pastor Don, if you're listening, if you watch this on the stream, uh, I had this message before you talked about the series, so I didn't get it from you. So I'm sorry. <laughs> but if you, if, if you look at the past, and let's just talk about baggage. Let's just talk about suitcases. Let's talk about duffel bags. You're going on a plane. Some of us may have this little duffel bag that's filled with our past. And then some of us may have that, that little, a little longer suitcase, a little carry-on, a small one you pull the handle up and you can drag it through the airport. But then there are some of us that got that, that big, large suitcase that you can't put that on the plane. You, that one, you got to check that one in. That's got to go underneath the plane. And then there are some of us that, listen, your pass is so big, you got to go to UPS and get a big pallet. <laughs> Build that mug up, shrink wrap it. Your past is so big, but the one thing that we can say, that we can all agree upon, is that we all have a past. We all have something that God has brought us from. We all have, and in, in fact, we, some of us are still messy today. Some of us still have mess today. I'll just talk about me. I can be a mess. I used to be a mess. And if you talk to my wife, my wife will probably tell you, I still am. Don't laugh too loud, babe. Still a mess. We all have a past. So Paul says, listen, throw off that old sinful nature, that old past, that old way of living, that old former life. And then Ephesians 4 tells us to instead... Throw that off and instead allow or let the spirit, let God renew your thoughts, renew your mind, renew your attitudes. So what we see here is that in Ephesians 23, it's something that we have to do. And in Ephesians 20 or in 22 and in Ephesians 23, it's something that God has to do, which we allow. 22, you throw off your old nature, your formal way of living. 23, now allow God to renew your thoughts, renew your attitudes. Because one of the things that we see here 
in this scripture is that if you change uh, the way you think, you can change your life. If you change or allow God to change the way you think, you can ultimately change the totality of your life. In Romans chapter 12, verse two, it says, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform or change you into a what? A new person. By how? Changing the way you think. So in order for me to become this new person that God has has said that I am or has created me to be, I have to allow the spirit to change my thoughts, to change my attitudes. Some of us, we can already see our attitudes have already changed. If you looked at me a year ago, two years ago, and something happened in in, in this particular time in my life, I don't react the same way that I used to react. God's changed my attitude. He's changed how I react to things. So what we see here is that with God's help, we can do anything in his will for our lives. With his help. With the fast coming up, the, uh, if you look on our, our website, 21days.treeoflifechurch.org, There's a particular section on that page that says fasting. And I encourage you to go and check that out. Because if you've never done a fast before, or if you've done a fast before and you failed, or if you've done a fast before and you succeeded, there's still some good information there for you. But it goes and it talks about the different types of fast. So you may be fasting, do a complete fast where you drink, do nothing but drink water and juice. You may have a fast where you decide to get rid of meat, sweets, and treats and breads and all that stuff and you do a Daniel's fast or you may do a what the website calls a soul fast where you you know get away from media and Facebook and different things of that nature whatever that fast that you decide upon can I tell you if you just do uh, food can I tell you that the hunger pains are going to come if you get rid of the sweets and the treats can I tell you at 11.30 at night that chocolate chip cookie is gonna be calling your name. You know what time it is. Go ahead and turn that oven on, put these ready bakes in there, and get ready. They're gonna be calling your name. Decide to get rid of social media, and you're gonna hear the lie of the enemy. You know you wanna know what they posted on Facebook. You know you want to see that Instagram post. Go ahead, just sign in one time, that's it. But how many of you know, all it takes is one time. The hunger pains are gonna come. Your flesh is gonna be screaming to you. But you can set your mind not to give in. Do you believe that? You can set your mind not to give in. Our issue, it's in your notes, is that we try to do things in our own strength. We try to rely upon our own strength, our own willpower. 
as opposed to just relying on the strength of God. Relying on the strength of God that when you are weak, his strength is made perfect. When those hunger pains come, if you set your mind not to give in, if you allow your mind to be renewed, you overcome. So in other words, you can overcome any negative situation, you can overcome any pain of your past, if you'll just get with God, as it says in Ephesians 4 and 23, that let, let God, uh, allow God to renew your thoughts and your minds, if you would just get with God and say, God, yes, this happened in my life, Yes, I failed before. Yes, I made a mistake. Yes, I made the same mistake again. Yes, I jacked up my marriage. Yes, I jacked up my finances. But God, I know that you are on my side and you are a good father and you have a good plan for my life. You have a good plan for my life. Jeremiah 29 and 11, he says, listen, I know the thoughts that I think towards you. They are thoughts that are not of evil, but they are good to give you a future and a hope. Gotta know the plans of God. So let's look at three ways. Three ways to put the past behind. Number one, get vision. Get vision. Proverbs 29, 18, very familiar scripture. I'm reading out of the Amplified, it says, where there is no vision, no redemptive revelation of God, the people perish. Where there's no vision, no redemptive revelation of God. If God hasn't shown you, listen, the vision is not your vision, it is his vision. It comes from him. But in order to get the vision, you've got to get with God. Because without it, you are set up to fail. You're going to perish. Your dreams will not come to pass. If you don't get with God and get his vision for your life. You gotta know the goal. You gotta know what is set before you because if you don't have a vision, if you don't have a goal, then the circumstances of this life, of the present time, will cause you to give up and cause you to quit. Jesus stood in in the garden of Gethsemane and he said, Father, if it be your will, let this cup pass from me. He said, I don't want to do this, but nevertheless, and the reason Jesus could say, nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done was because he knew what God's vision was because the scripture says that for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross because he knew that Randall was coming and was going to need a savior because he knew that you were gonna need healing in your body. He knew that you were gonna need to be victorious. Jesus saw the vision and because of the vision that he saw, he endured the cross. It's the same thing in your life. If you don't have God's vision for your life, the circumstances of the now are gonna make you give up. Gonna make you quit. 
So what vision has God given you for your life? Have you spent time with him, enough time with him to find out what that vision is? Allowed him to reveal his plan, his vision for your life. And that vision will show you your future. That vision will show you who you are in him. If you get with him, spend the time with him. Because when God sees you, when God looks at you, God doesn't see your past. Can I tell you that it's impossible for God to see your past if you accept Christ? Because when God looks at you after you've accepted him, all he sees is Jesus on that cross and your past is hidden behind that cross. So when you spend time with God and you allow him to reveal to you who you are, your identity, his vision for your life, it'll give you the strength, it'll give you the courage to keep going. You are not your past. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. So the Israelites, stuck in the wilderness, 40, day, 40 years, not 40 days, 40 years. Why? Because they didn't know what God's vision was for their life. So they walked around and they complained. And they whined. We were eating fish and steak back there in Egypt, eating good. And now we're out here in the wilderness and you're giving us manna. Complaining because they did not have, did not know God's vision for their life. How many of us? Complain about where we are right now. Because we don't know what God's vision is for our life. God delivered us from slavery, delivered us from something, and we look back and say, yeah, I had it better back there. Look what I'm dealing with now. Because you don't have a vision. You don't have God's vision for your life. Consider this. Based on that story, the Israelites, those that whine and complain about their lives are those that lack vision. Consider that you're probably whining and you're probably complaining about where you are because you don't know what God's vision is for your life. You don't know where you're going. Because when you know where you're going, there'd be no reason to complain. Yeah, I got this bill due, but I know where God is taking me. Yeah, I might feel pain right now, but I know that I'm the healed of the Lord. If you want to see change happen in your life, you have to get a vision that goes beyond what you have already seen and have already experienced. Pastor Don preached a message about a week or two ago, and he said this, and it was, it's been something that has been ringing true in my heart, in my spirit. 
He says, if your goal is nothing, you will reach it every time. If you don't have a goal, if you don't have a vision, if it's, if it's nothing, it's one thing for sure, you'll reach nothing every single time. Get vision. In order to put the past behind, you have to get vision. Number two, you have to stop staring at your past. You got to stop staring at it. Sometimes it may call, we, life may cause us to kind of look back, but it doesn't cause us to look back and stare. Stop staring at your past. Stop staring at where God has delivered you from. Stop staring at where God has brought you from. Look forward. Our hope should never be based on what we can see or what is in our past. Isaiah 43, 18, it says, forget the former things, do not dwell on the past. Verse 19, he says, see, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? Can you not see it? Have you spent time with God to get his vision? Stop staring at your, your past. Listen, tell somebody, God is always doing something new. He's always doing something new. But can you see it? Can you perceive it? As I say, Isaiah says, Philippians chapter three, verse 12, Paul says, not that I have already obtained all this, or have already arrived at my goal. Paul's saying, I've got a goal, but I haven't gotten there yet. But I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Brothers and sisters, he says it again. I don't consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, but there's one thing that I do. Forgetting what is behind, straining toward, pushing toward what is ahead. The first thing we see here is Paul says, I've got a goal. I've got a vision. I know where I'm heading. I've ha I haven't gotten there yet, but I know where I'm heading. I know where I'm going. But one thing I do, I forget where I came from. I forget the fact that I persecuted Christians. I forget the fact that some of them died because of me. And I press forward toward the prize. Come on, somebody. One thing we can all agree, agree upon, it's in your notes, is that forgetting is not easy. Even in forgiveness, and that's a whole different message. It's easy to forgive sometimes, but forgetting it's not an easy task. But let me let you in on a secret. It's not impossible either. When you forget what is behind you, you simultaneously or at the same time reach forward toward what is ahead of you. Remember this, only Jesus can take you out of the prison of your past and help you step into the potential of your future. 
those past hurts, those things that, are, that you've gone through in your past, those mistakes that you've made. How many of you know sometimes it feels like a prison? It feels like you're bound up in chains. Some of us, it's like you got that ball and chain on your leg and just all through life, you're just dragging that ball and this chain, that past, you are dragging it along with you. Only Jesus can break that chain. Only Jesus can take you out of that prison. Only Jesus can break those chains and help you step into the potential of the bright future that he has for you. Amen? I want you to remember this, or say this. My future looks bright. Tell yourself, my future looks bright. Pastor Dave, you don't know how much I've been hurt. Your future looks bright. Pastor Dave, my marriage right now is in shambles. We are, we're on the verge of getting to your future. Looks bright. They said the pain, I mean, the, the cancer is just is continuing to grow. The, the, I'm going to deal with this all of the days of my life. Your future looks bright. Do you believe that? What you've done in your past does not define you. Jesus does. What you've done, where you've been, is not who you are. Jesus defines who you are. But you've got to go to the Father and you've got to go to him to get validation. Go to him to find out your identity. My son, he is a great drawer, artist. He loves to draw and he's really good at it. And a lot of uh, the staff, we've sh showed them pictures before and I've got some pictures in my office, different things like that. My son is a great drawer. But my son doesn't feel that he's an artist just because he saw a picture and, and feels that it's good. No, he believes that he's an artist because his daddy said, hey, you are an artist, son. He goes out and he plays football and he makes a tackle. He doesn't think he's a good football player because he made a tackle. He thinks he's a good football player because he made the tackle and he looked to his daddy and his daddy said, son, you're a great football player. He gets his validation from me. So as you go through life, as you go through pain, as you go through circumstances, and it seems like you may not overcome, listen, look to your daddy, and your daddy will say, hey, you're more than a conqueror. This thing is too hard. I can't bear this thing. I, I just feel like I'm going to give up. Hey, look to your daddy. You're an overcomer. You get validation from your daddy. He's not just some God who created heaven and earth. He is your father. He's your daddy. Number three, don't allow your circumstances to keep you down. Don't allow your circumstances to keep you down. Now, what I'm not saying is I'm not saying that the circumstances won't knock you down. 
Because if we be honest, if I be honest, listen, circumstances, life will knock you down. It'll knock the wind out of you. But what I'm telling you, what I'm encouraging you people of God is don't allow the circumstances to keep you down. I'm reminded of a message that Pastor Ken preached several months ago when he said, get back up. This hurts, Pastor Dave. Get back up. But I keep falling. Get back up. That's all you got to do. Don't allow the circumstances to keep you down, but get back up. The truth is, your circumstances may not change. That's just the honest to God truth. Your circumstance, it may not change, but your perspective on your circumstance can. There may be something that you've been trying to give up for so very long. And you may fall. You may have gone six months without giving in to this temptation and then you fail. What the enemy will come and the enemy will come and he'll say, you went six months and you fail. Six months and you fail. That's a circumstance trying to keep you down. But your perspective, if you change your perspective, you can say, wow, I went six months without falling. And you get back up. Get back up. I'm going to end with this story. It's not a joke like the first one. As the worship team comes up. Robert Schuler is a televangelist. Very familiar. Anybody know Robert Schuler? Just died at the beginning or uh, last year. And Robert Schuler told this story about how uh, when he was growing up, his uh, mother taught him to play, play piano. And he'd been practicing and practicing, practicing and practicing. And he went to this recital got on stage, got ready to play, and he forgot everything. And he said the only thing he could do was just get up and walk off the stage. That's all he could do. But when he walked off the stage, his mom grabbed him. She said, hey, listen, you may start off and you may mess up, but if you just end with something very big, some kind of flourish, everybody will forget that you made a mistake in the middle. Your life may have not gone the way you expected it to go. You may have made many mistakes, some big mistakes, some you're not proud of. If you could take it back, you would. But listen to the heart of God, the voice of God saying, listen, you can start today and end big and people will forget the mistake that you made in the middle. We hope that you enjoyed this message. You can find more messages and information about Tree of Life Church at treeoflifechurch.org. 
we'd like to invite you to come visit us at 5513 IH35 South in New Braunfels, Texas. Or you can watch us on live stream. Thank you again for listening.